Hey, welcome everyone to another episode of Four Transplants in a Microphone. If this is your first time tuning in and don't know, we are four uh, transplants from all around the country that have moved to the Charlotte area. So this podcast is all about all things Charlotte, business, cuisine, anything you might need to know if uh, you're deciding to move here, if you've already moved here and just want to get connected, all of those things. Jack mentioned last week we've started a little episode, uh, a stream of episodes on local uh, small business spotlights. Is that what you called it? That's correct. Yep, yeah, well done. So yeah, yeah we're, we're going to use that. And again today we've invited back and he has accepted Keanu Trujillo. Close. Close. Oh, you couldn't that roll sounded like you, you were trying really hard. There you go. That's yeah. good. That's right. better. Better. All right. So we got a little bit better. But Keanu is the owner of True Strategy, and he's going to tell us a little bit about his business and a little bit more about him. And then we are getting into round two of the Enneagram. So Keanu, take it away. Absolutely. So True Strategy is my company. After my last name, I named it True Strategy because I knew that people of uh, 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 a lighter ethnicity would have a hard time saying <laughs> the gringos have the, trouble with the rars. With the rars. so it was true strategy instead of true strategy, but it was in honor of my last name, legacy, and family. My company uses the enneagram to build leaders, teams, and businesses. The enneagram is a very in-depth personality tool assessment that we're going to spend some time talking about today, specifically about Brian and Brandon and their types. And uh, what makes it dissimilar from other assessments is it shows you who you are and why you do what you do instead of just what you do. So that's my company started two years ago, June 2020, amidst the pandemic. Seemed like a good time to start a business. Walked away from uh, my salaried position with benefits and started building the business. And now we have four people on the team. We're located here in the Charlotte area, Belmont specifically, which is the better part of Gaston County. Apologies to the rest. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> All right. Well, so you mentioned you've got Brandon and Brian. You maybe kind of keyed in last time uh, we had Jack, who was a peacemaker. Type uh, 9. Type 9. And we had Russell, who was a challenger. Yep. And that is a type 8. Type I heard eight. the challenger explodes, by the way. Oh, <laughs> man. You know wow. what? You That's must have read about that because you certainly didn't see it live. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, that goes way back because I was in you like third grade. You learned that in social studies today, <laughs> sweetie? <laughs> Stop. You're making Jack uncomfortable. It's too yeah. much conflict. I need to make peace. <laughs> Brandon is on point with the, the audio. Effects. Yeah. I don't know how you remember what button does what. It says it right there. He's yeah. guessing. <laughs> He's guessing. There's- I just mashed. (laughs) I am now nine for nine. (laughs) Well, okay, so what was kind of cool last week is there's obviously some differences between Jack's profile or Jack's results and and Russell's. And then when Brandon and I took it, we both came out as... The type seven enthusiast. Super excited. (laughs) Super excited. You can see Brandon's face right now. And so, like... When I heard that, and and not that we don't have similarities, I mean, that's definitely uh, plausible, but you wouldn't have... (laughs) Brian is really not even subtly trying to distance himself from Brandon, who's a client of his, by the way. understandable, but... (laughs) Well, but I I don't know that people would have said, oh, yeah, Brian and Brandon would have the same result. Right. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's fair. And so with that, like, maybe, you know... this is nice because you only really have to dive into one profile, but maybe tell us a little bit about a seven and uh, what we kind of glean from that. So a type seven, kind of the life of the party. 
uh, big energy, high energy, very excitable, adventurous, exciting, joyful, very externally energetic. The Type 7 moves towards. Brandon, did you cheat? <laughs> did you copy answers from I will else say this. If I am with my peeps and yes. I know everybody. Yes, fair. I am in it to win it. If I'm in a group where I've never met anybody, I will kind of sit back, read the room like a uh, poker player, kind of read everyone's uh, what they're all about, and then I'm in. Well, and it's funny because when I walk in the door in a room, everybody I seem to think is going to be my friend at yeah. some point. Yeah, so. <laughs> you be my friend. You know what might be interesting, and this wasn't something we got to cover in the last last episode with Jack and, and Russell, but the um, assessment gets us close, but it's not entirely accurate as most assessments are not 100% accurate. It could be possible that you're a type one, which is the perfectionist, very orderly, very calculated, very logical, and when they're at their best, they take on characteristics of the Type 7. As I mentioned in the last episode, what sets the Enneagram apart is it shows you how you operate and take on characteristics from all the other nine types or the other eight types. You are the ninth and showing some of those characteristics. So that may be the case. Orderly is not my thing. No? Are <laughs> rules suggestions? Yes, very okay. much so. Okay. So, <laughs> as I like to tell my wife, the rules are for everybody else, <laughs> so they don't get in my way. Definitely not a type one. Brandon references the rules are what he sees in his rearview mirror. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. that one way is for everybody else, so they don't hit me. So, so definitely not a type one then, because type ones are very much so motivated by being orderly, good, responsible, following the rules and standards as they understand them, and so they are. It's black and it's white. It's right and it's wrong. There's no gray area. So for you to say rules are suggestions, kind of like speed limits, I think anyway, you know, then maybe it is more of that type seven, but just because someone has the same, so for example, if I said, Brandon, I'm going to paint my house and I'm going to paint it white and we go to Lowe's and we start picking out some colors, they're going to show us all different kinds of shades of white. And although they'd be all different kinds of white, they'd be still different shades. So you might be two different shades of a type seven and, you know, but still be very much so motivated internally similarly. All right. Where's the cricket? Where's, right. the, where's, the, where's the cricket, cricket sound effect? That sounds <laughs> awesome. When Wait. Brendan nods his head, the viewers can't see that. I don't have a cricket one, and I don't have any that would be appropriate. You all can't see it. Their, their brains are just blown all over the wall right now. Mind yeah. blown. Well, so in, in being, you know, you had mentioned the last episode, you know, we have worked together and gone through this once with my team and sat down and, and, and done this. So I have a little bit more depth in how that works. But yeah. like, what would you say, like if Brandon's like, yeah, all right. So I'm comparing Brandon and I are sitting together and he's like, well, I know that's not the guy that I'm exactly like. Like, what else would a seven be that he might be latching to or something like that? Well, tell me about your relationship with FOMO, fear of missing out. I don't really have that. No? Okay. What about you, Brian? <laughs> I'm sorry. I missed what you just said. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, he missed out. Uh, yeah. No, that, that's a real thing. No, I, honestly, for me, it's like, it, it's not that I can make choices not to participate, but when I didn't make the choice and I wished I could, then it's yeah. like, ah, what are some of the other characteristics of this? Well, so, Brian goes, talk more about me. <laughs> yeah, right. so, so back well, to me. Talk more about the life of the <laughs> yeah. party. I that feel is, like I'm missing out. That is fantastic. <laughs> so uh, what I had mentioned in the last episode, I'll cover it again briefly, is that the Enneagram starts with internal drivers. So how you're in intrinsically motivated, right? And so what you avoid, what you pursue. And so the type seven avoids being bored, limited, missing out, right? And so being limited, being trapped, 
especially trapped or trapped in emotional pain. So being put in a place to experience emotional pain. So if someone comes up to a type seven and says, man, my dog just died. I don't know how to deal with it. I'm super sad. I'm super frustrated. It's like, <laughs> oh, well, at least you can get another dog. Like there's no empathy. I, I don't understand why that's not an acceptable answer. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what? It's funny is I remember being at like work and there was always these people that you know everything's a sad story because i did it so okay. i'd go to their desk and it's like you you know the minute you get to their desk oh well my son's this and oh uh, yeah uh, and it's just a sad story it's like i'm typing i finish and walk yeah don't lady, open that email attachment ever again and and it's funny is the lady's like she was like mid-sentence and you just walked away and i was like <laughs> It's the same story I've heard a thousand times. Yeah. So that's a great example of being trapped in emotional pain. You're going to avoid that, move away from that. But, you, you know, I mean, I've known Brandon for a little while. Probably well, of the four of us, the transplants, I've known Brandon the longest. And what I would say is while he may not come off as, like, the person that starts the party, I, I think you were right. Like, if you've gotten into that spot where... You don't have to be comfortable with everybody, but like if you've just gotten involved, like you actually are a bit of the life of the party. Like I'm not saying that in this moment, other than like I re I'm thinking back to like all those times, and it's like, yeah, there are some people that I know when I'm sitting with that I will probably have to carry the conversation. Yeah. I will have to keep it going. Brandon is not one of those. Yeah. yeah, when we're playing golf, when it's the four of us out playing golf, it's not like you're you know sitting in the corner not saying anything. No, you're. Romping Palais as much as the next Prince. Oh, I'll, I'll well, give it as good as I can take it. Take this podcast, for example, right? I mean, all of these sounds that Brandon yes. plays at random moments, he's the one that put those in there. Right. The three of us just show up, right? Yeah. I mean, that so, is the fun side of it, the very, correct. you know, excitable. Yeah, it's side. it's maybe it's not as wide wide open, but it's inside, you know, that, that box. But when it's in there, absolutely. Yeah. Well, so I talked about what they avoid, but they also pursue, you, you know, getting the most out of life in every experience so i want to really enjoy this right i want to get the most out of it and so a type seven is very much so a person that doesn't think that there are limits right they are limitless in everything that they do so how can i get the most out of this or if i'm not having fun anymore how can i find something else that will bring me fun excitement and enjoy sound effects well sound effects. yeah i mean jobs all that i'm like out if i hit yeah. to where it's done later yeah like there's yeah. I'm not hanging around for 30 years to find out if I get a pension. I'm going to move on. Yeah. Like, if you're gonna, I'll create my own pension. Well, well, yeah, that or if it's like there's no more spots to move up or wherever. It's later. I'm off to the next thing. Avoiding being limited or trapped, right? And so one thing that Seven's experience oftentimes is moving into that place of finding more joy. I say, you know, specifically to the business consulting side of things, is that Sevens are great leaders, not great managers. And a leader and a manager are not the same. Oftentimes they're put in similar positions. To manage is to maintain. So if I said, you know, we're here at Smoking Barrel and it's like, <laughs> hey, you know what? The system's already established. Just maintain it. Don't break it, right? Just show up and make sure everything still runs smooth. That would be draining. But if we said, hey, we're going to go start a whiskey and cigar lounge. And we're going to start it from the ground up and we get to decide what it needs to be. We're going to lead the way in it. A seven would be more energized by that than having to maintain the monotony and the systems of things. So sevens are great leaders, not necessarily great managers. And that's okay because there are other people that are great managers, type nine, five, six, two, ones. Yeah, I, I remember the first time I had a desk job, and I was in construction. I was in a bunch of other stuff, but 
I sat down at the desk and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die here. <laughs> Day one. Day one. He's like, I'm trapped yeah, forever. I was like an hour into it and I was like, oh, hell no, this is not for me. I do all these rats follow for this small piece of cheese. Well, like, for example, I, I, Brian, I've got a chance to really get to know you more and more and, and I've enjoyed that. But, you know, some of the things that we... Thank you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You don't have to I be that it. nice. You don't have to lie on the podcast. Well, yeah, how much, I'm a type how much does that cost? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He paid me to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Your next one's on me. I mean, absolutely. Let's go. The, uh, I'm a type 8 with a 7 wing, so a lot of the characteristics, uh, I experience those as well. But, you know, you see that in Brian. Like, how can I get the most out of this, right? Like, how can I have whiskey, cigar, podcast, friends, business? Like, I'm getting everything out of this hour. It's not just like, well, why can't we just podcast? We need a, we need a llama. <laughs> I've been Let's asking go. for a llama for weeks, damn it. Where's the llama? Jack won't allow it. Disappointed we didn't have one. They're dirty creatures. <laughs> they spit but on Jack. I, and and I, I think that's kind of one of the things, like, even in today's discussion, that, like, you know, having gone through, I was the only, was I the only, no, I wasn't the only seven. Uh, Nicole on my team was a seven. No, she was, she was a one. No, Nicole's she was a seven. Eight, and the other. Ah, uh, okay, I was the only There seven. was a one. Jess was a one. Jess, Jess was a one. Yeah. Yeah. You were the seven. So, she was the eight. Jack was the nine. And that, that was easy to kind of work through and see the differences and everybody kind of nod. And I, I like this because, like, theoretically, we're, we're the same Enneagram, Brandon and I, but there still are differences. Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, in your role, Brian, you use several other personality systems that... Oh, Zap Brannigan. <laughs> several different personalities also. What did I miss there? No, we're working on an ulterior ego of mine, but that's oh, okay. Sweet. I love it. Get to, I would love to get to know him. So if we Head were to time. have you take all of those other assessments, we would then so get to show we... even more so some of the differences. Gotcha. Now that makes sense. And, and I think it's kind of cool, like, the one thing I did like about the Enneagram, and I know we're not getting into this specifically, but, like, there's a lot of energy around this assessment out there because... You talked to us about like what office character from the show The Office yeah. you most resemble and kind of went through, and that was like, oh my gosh, that's exactly right, <laughs> you know. And I know I've seen there's the Ted Lasso version, and which Ted character are you based on your Enneagram results? And it's like, yeah, I, I can kind of see that. So it's like when you get to see the mirror of it, you're like, yeah, that, that kind of is true. I've only seen one episode of The Office, and it was the one where. Every time the dude got up, he would move his desk just a little bit closer to him until <laughs> he was backed all the way on the wall. I'm the dude moving the desk a little bit. And or, that's Jim. <coughs> so yep, Jim awesome. was the character I did a, you know, I went through all nine types in the characters of the office, and Jim was that type seven. And, you know, what was interesting about that is that he existed in that job for a long time, but he always made it fun. Like, every day was different to him. So instead of doing the work, he'd have some fun and, you know, bring some energy. And then there was a... You'd have to watch all the other seasons. That is your homework. So there's a point where he gets an opportunity to go join a startup. And he jumped on it right away because it's like, man, that's finally the opportunity so I can escape this and do something more. And so Jim was the character for the Office fans out there that I believe would be a Type 7 or a good representative of Type 7. Yeah, who's and who's I mean, the Type 8 in the Office, by the way? I'm uh, the Type 8 was... Angela Martin. At the time, no, Angela was the Type... Personally, I typed Angela as the Type 1. The Type 8 that I had was Robert California. So very, very intense. Showed another side of the Type 8. So the clip that I used, he's sitting in an interview and someone asked him, like, you may seem a little bit more qualified for your role. Do you feel like people will be intimidated? And he looks Jim straight in the eye and he says, are, are you intimidated right now, Jim? Do you feel like you have a voice right now? That, that was the James Spader character. Yes, right? yeah. yes. Yeah. Robert okay. later, California. Later add into the... So I was going to say, I don't even... Yeah. Okay. Very intense. No, it, watching. It, it is, that was 100% you, Russell. Yeah. So, according to The Office, uh, Type 9, I am Pam, 
Yes, I and yeah, you were Pam still then. Pam was the one I used as well as the Type 9. Because yeah. what was interesting about that, we're going back to Jack, and so now it's all about you, huh, Jack? Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's going well. You get a whole extra episode. So classic narcissist right yeah. there. What I'm the, looking for a Type 7, but I can't find it yet. That's okay. So that article is uh, mediocre. I am the authority on the office in the Indian. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Let's nice. go, Russell. Fist bump. Yeah, he, he just threw his James Spader out there. So. All right, <laughs> nice. Nice. That article is mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, lay it down Ted Lasso, you're both, you're both Ted Lasso. Brandon and Brian are both Ted Lasso, according to the internet. Ted Lasso is a type 7, therefore Brian and Brandon are both Ted Lasso. Okay, you can always trust. It's a lot like riding a horse. If it don't feel good, you're probably not doing it right. <laughs> All right. Brian is Ted Lasso. Brandon, what do you You can always trust what I, you find uh, on the internet. I don't have oh, Apple wait. TV, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, so in, in that, like... Maybe one of the things we didn't do last time, or we, we talked a little bit, you can maybe reiterate it in case people didn't listen to the previous episode, but what are ways that in business, like, you can take this knowledge as you kind of get a hold of it, and how does it make your business better? Yeah, well, some practical examples. First and foremost, go listen to the last episode. I mean, come right, on. Well, yeah. uh, but Homework so, for all our listeners. Some very practical examples, and that's why I am a consultant, and coaching is something that may surface if that's necessary, but more of a consultant in understanding why people do what they do and understanding where the disconnects are in business. Uh, most business owners didn't get into business to build people. Brian and I did, but most business owners didn't. So people are just necessary to accomplish the mission. So understanding where the disconnects are and where, how are you being perceived and also how are they wanting to receive your information. So that gets very complicated in a business. So working a lot with business partners or business leadership teams or in specific conflict, there's some clients where I said, I'll have the conversations that you don't want to have or don't know how to have. So going in there and being able to very specifically speak to the very specific tension, because the Enneagram is so thorough and in-depth that certain tensions that may surface, it may look like this on the surface, that has nothing to do with it. That's not really the problem, right? So being able to get more into the deep roots of understanding, that's more of the kind of breaking case of emergency approach that I see clients hire me for. But then from just an overall understanding of each other, we want to enjoy each other. And all of you being business owners, I'm sure you found as well that the further along you get in business, the more you just want to enjoy who you do it with uh, as much as you want to be successful. So being able to enjoy that and understand the perspectives and leverage those perspectives. We're all very different at this table. Well, not necessarily. We have two sevens, two eights, and a nine. But <laughs> I'm the outlier. Jack's very different to, from everybody we, at this table. We want to project no our normal on everyone else. And I said in the last episode, the Enneagram is basically nine different ways of normal. And we're all right to a degree. And if we're all right to a degree, then we're also all wrong. So how can we understand and bridge those gaps and enjoy what we're doing and also be more effective yeah. in our approach and understanding the people side of things? I don't know. I feel like there's a room full of sevens. It'd be a damn good time. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> that's true. So, yeah. Well, and, as, and, and I know that as that applies to business. I, I, a lot of times when I run into business owners, the effort is always around addressing the symptom, yes. not the problem. Yeah. So how, and, and I think you touched a little bit on it, but like when you see something isn't working right, you throw more experiences to change that and things rather than going deeper and really trying to get at the core of what's driving it. You know, oh, if two people aren't getting along, well, maybe we'll change their environment and they'll get along. I mean, that's really not the case. I mean, sometimes that may improve it, but it never really resolves it. Right. It just 
band-aids it up, I guess. So well, you fire the one that's Cage match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, many business owners, I'll ask them, you know, what do you do to build relationships or culture in your company? Well, you know, we go out, we do happy hours, we go to Top Golf, we go and do this, and it's like, well, are people enjoying each other? You know, not really. It's like, well, yeah, you can go to Top Golf, but they still hate each other, so now they're just faking it. Right. Let's understand what, what's really going on as a disconnect here, and yeah, then you can actually enjoy each other at Top Golf. They're, they're just getting some drinks and some snacks on your bill, but they're still no different when they leave. Yeah, you want to liquor like them up to enjoy each other. They're so effective because they walk out, they're bloodied, there's a hierarchy. Of course, Russell. It's just a win win. We have an alpha male finally. Exercise. Uh, if you want to you know why Russell is the way he is, listen to the last episode. Yeah, yeah. right. You know, yeah. the best thing I ever heard is my my business partner. He was in the Army. for, And they, their disagreements, take it to the wood line. Basically, sure. beat the crap out of each other. And when you come back, it's all squashed. Yeah. I kind of like that approach. Which is true, but I think you'll have an HR nightmare if you do that in most yeah. of your businesses. So. You know what? Maybe we should settle it with axes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, you know, being able to get to the root of those things, I think a really great example, and it goes back to our type sevenness. I had a uh, client who his team, so when I go into businesses similar to you, Brian, showing the dynamics of the team, we had a lot of type sevens and a lot of type ones. So type sevens are very much so, you know, rules are suggestions, we can always find a better way. Ones are like, no, there's order, there's this, there's that. So the owner was a type people. seven. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so did he. The owner was a type seven and he had a lot of type ones. More specifically, his direct report that really ran the operations of the business was a type one. So when he would give an initiative or a plan or a goal, she would say, yes, but, Right, but, and what they were trying to do was cover the basis of, well, how are we gonna get there? And change the whole culture of their business and even their joy, their quality of life in the business with one word, and the difference was and. So if Brian's giving an initiative or he's giving a plan, and I say, yeah, but, changes the whole direction, and now you feel limited, now you feel like I don't have your back, now you feel like I'm trying to move away from what you're trying to do. But if I say, yeah, Brian, that's great, and let's consider this, and we'll take care of those, and then we'll be able to accomplish what you want to accomplish, and it changed wow. their company entirely. Man, that's that's two wow. straight episodes. You dropped a nugget like that. that is a, yeah. That's a keeper. Like, if we could underline that, we would. Yeah. Okay, so it's normal for me to think, God, not again. <laughs> yes. This absolutely. dude. Absolutely. This dude. Oh, God, what, a, what a drain on me, this person here. That's trying to make all these rules around what I'm trying to do. Just let me have fun. How about we get it done and then hash it out at the that's, end? Well, that's it. That's a great point is like the seven, the eight, the three. They'll want to say, you know, are we doing this? Yes or no. And then let's figure out how. Whereas a one, a five, a six will say, well, how are we going to do it? And that will show us if we do it. And I think both of those are right. We have to understand, though, going in, that's what we're talking about. So sevens in leadership, eights in leadership can say, this is what we're doing. Now you ones go figure out how, but this is what we're doing, right? I don't care about the, I care about the details, but I'm not as involved in the details. I just want to make sure it gets done. I call it a 90 percenter. What? 90 percenter. I'm, I'm about 90, 85 percent. That's about the involvement level I want to be in. That last little bit of minutia. Give it to somebody else. Yeah, it's yeah. draining. The details are draining in that way. Yeah, that makes sense. So we're close to wrapping up here. I was wondering. So we've covered we've covered seven with Brian and Brandon. We covered uh, eight with uh, Russell and Keanu as well. We've covered nine with myself as a peacemaker. I was wondering really quickly if you could hit the other types. Just yeah. so if people listen and they go to their website and they fill out the test and everything. Yeah. If you could hit those just super super quickly. Sure. So I covered a little bit of the type one earlier. 
perfectionist, orderly, very much so driven by doing things right, being good, being right. The type two is the helper. Uh, thanks, Jack. The type two is the helper, uh, more, let's see what Jack put up here, caring, interpersonal, demonstrative, generous, people-pleasing, and possessive. That's absolutely true. The two is the helper. They give to others, but the downside is that they're giving, but they're also expecting in return. So they're very helpful and supportive of others, but that's because they want that in return. They want someone to care for them, but they don't know how to ask for it. So they'll give, hoping that eventually it'll come back around. The type three is the achiever. They're the chameleon type, so they're very, uh, even more malleable than the type nine to those around them. What does success look like, or who do I need to be? The type nine more so thinks, what do I need to do? The type three says, who do I need to be, and I'll be that person. So Saturday night, they're out at the club, and they're throwing it down like, you know, any other heathen. And then Sunday morning, they're in church right up front, dropping their money in the pail, and they're very flexible to their environment in that way. And it's very helpful in a business because great in sales and being able to be flexible to others. The type four is the individualist or the romantic. So very creative, artistic types, but also very deep feeling. So that's the person that actually, sevens, hold on to your seat, wants to be in their emotions. They want to, I'm, I'm really sad. You can see their faces. <laughs> yeah. Oh like, my goodness. Oh, where's the vomit sound? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they want to be in their emotions. So they'll find themselves in this very melancholic state and like to be there, but they also draw a lot of creativity and depth from that. So let's say in a business, a marketing initiative, they're going to find ways to be more creative in their approach instead of just doing it like everyone else, right? Gotcha. The type five is the investigator. So very much so driven by knowledge is power. They want more knowledge. They want more resources. Very much so an introverted type. They think people are draining, so people are an obligation, and they don't like to be obligated because that means it's draining on their resources. Jack, I think you're having an epiphany over here. Yeah. The uh, type six is the loyalist, driven by worst case scenarios, great in risk management in a company, not great in the brainstorm. Ted Lasso, I think, is the one that says, uh, don't bring an umbrella to the rainstorm. Yeah. To the yes. brainstorm. Yes. So yep. they're the one that, you know, we're trying to have a brainstorm. They're like, yeah, but have you considered? And they're driven by fear. So that's why they're driven by the worst case scenario thinking, because they want support, security, and guidance for themselves and those around them. And then we cover the type seven, the type eight, yep. and the type nine. Very nice. That is awesome. Yeah, that is really Great very comprehensive. Yeah. For uh, for those that have not been through it, it's it's a lot of fun. So how can people, if they wanted to get in touch and, and take that, where, where would they go? Sure. So I think we'll drop a link in, in some show notes, but it's assessment.truestrategy.info. And we have a free assessment that you can uh, <laughs> that you can take. Everyone's looking at Brandon like, hey, make it happen. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we have an assessment that they can take and they can dig into it. Uh, our assessment is free and it shows you a lot about why you do what you do all the way back to even how you've adopted ways of seeing the world since childhood, but also how you navigate conflict, how you navigate relationships, what drives you internally, what you look like at your best, worst, and everything in between. So they can take the assessment there, and then they're going to get added to an email drip, and then we're going to add some value to them, and maybe they'll become a client. We'll see what happens from there. Love That's it. That's awesome. Well, uh, thanks again, Keanu, for joining us. Thank You're you. an honorary fifth transplant. Yes. Our first. Uh, not our only. We were very diligent about bringing in you as the I'm not your New only. Mexico representative. So. You've had others? No, no, not from not, New Mexico. Not, not one bit. Yeah, not from New Mexico. We're uh, we're in New Mexico because I've driven through it about eight thousand times. Yeah. So, have you driven from Colorado to New Mexico? No, just the forty straight across. Oh, okay. So, northern New Mexico. If you go from Colorado to New Mexico, you'd pass the town I grew up in, Raton, northern New Mexico. Technically born northeast New Mexico, town called Clayton, one stoplight. But I spent a lot of time in Albuquerque, where we moved from my wife and I, where I met my wife. Very nice. Well, once again, thanks to the Smoke and Barrel for hosting us. A fantastic venue for the third time here. So with that, we'll head on out. But thanks for everyone for listening.
Same time.